0: Welcome to episode 10 of the State Champs X-Rating Podcast for the State of Michigan, alongside Lampier High School Head Coach Adam Woolley. I'm your host, Rob Mendeika. This week, we are talking the MHSAA playoffs. But before that, let's take a few minutes to grow to acknowledge our sponsors who are here to support us as we look to grow the game of high school baseball across the state of Michigan. State Chance Michigan Extra Inning Podcast is brought to you by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports, including baseball, at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Extra Innings
1: is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is in need of officials. Go to mhsaa.com for more information on becoming an official. Not only is it great part-time pay, but it's a way for you to stay connected to the game you love. Support the kids, give back to the game and the community while getting paid. Information's just a whistle away. Go to
0: mhsaa.com/officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros want you to check out our Game changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page, our website, statechampsnetwork.com, or on the State Champs Michigan social media pages. And for immediate access to care, obviously go to dmc.org Game Changers. And last but certainly not least, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. The state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet game. Gala on monday june 14th that's like next week folks so be ready for that at the incredible dac in downtown detroit state champs will be streaming the event live you can see this year's nominees by heading over to the dac athlete of the
1: yeah, we've been pumping that one up for quite some time. It's going to be interesting to finally have that thing come to a head. That'd yeah, no nice.
0: kidding, right? I'm probably going to read the ad for something that didn't even happen <laughs> anymore. So, <laughs> exactly. uh, let's also pass along to
1: the listeners a special thank you to the Michigan High School Baseball Coaches Association. The MHSBCA works tirelessly to promote the game of baseball by creating opportunities for coaches to connect and stay informed through clinics, social media, and incredible events like our upcoming annual high school all star game and Hall of Fame inductions. For more information and stay connected check out the website at mhsbca.org. That's www.mhsbca.org.
0: Yeah, we actually we could probably should change that too, coach to all Star games now that we have the Mac OAA game as well. Cool. So, we, yeah, we've got two now, which is super exciting for for all of us here. But coach, this is a big weekend uh, for a lot of people. You know, we got graduation right around the corner if it hasn't already happened for most of you. Uh, and we also had the district brackets. Right. And we had district playing games. You know, we have district champions set up here. Coach, before we get into each division and who has made it to regional play, can you just kind of explain to me how the district brackets are? It's always been a question that I haven't really gotten a full answer to. And I figured who else but to ask, but our resident coach himself.
1: Sure. Yeah, Rob, it is kind of a a different experience. And uh, and I have thoughts on that and how it all breaks down. But apparently at the um, MHSAA state level, there is a committee that's put together. And this committee basically grabs a big old map of Michigan and Mm -hmm. the area schools. And they what they do is they'll take a, you know, compass find geographic locations and get a starting point. And then from there make a large circle around those areas. And Mm -hmm. then basically from what I've been told, this is how you're slotted into districts. And again, um, you know, I don't want this to sound like sour grapes, but I do want to be honest in my, you know, assessment of how I feel about that. And um, Mm -hmm. I, I just think that, Overall, there can be a better way of doing things. And we've got to, you know, explore that and look into it. But yeah, at the, at the basic sense of it all, yeah. um, at, at the foundational level, it's dots on a map, circles around those map with a compass and then grouping schools together that
0: are supposed to be together. Yeah. I'm going to ask you some more questions on this after we kind of read each winner, because I I have some questions and some thoughts on it as well. You know, we're all here to grow the game and, you know, this is part, and this is part of it. So, and, and, you know, I feel like everybody should be informed in the process and how we get to where we get to and how we crown our state champions that we're looking forward to crowning uh, later on in the year. So coach, let's go ahead. First off, can you uh, take us through set the stage for regional who is playing next week in regional action in D one?
1: So here's the uh, regional brackets for division one. Let's start up at Rockford where Rockford will be uh, hosting Forest Hills Northern. Um, then in Byron center, it's going to have Hudsonville taking on Byron center <laughs> at Alpena Traverse city. West will take on Midland Dow and then Muskegon Reese puffer um, Muskegon Reese puffer will actually take on Zeeland West. Uh, in the DeWitt region, that'll be Grand Ledge taking on Howell. Celine has Ann Arbor Pioneer taking on Plymouth. At Richland Gull Lake, Portage Central goes up against Battle Creek Lakeview. At Milford, Wald Lake Northern and Detroit Catholic Central face off. At Utica Ford, Macomb Dakota takes on Utica Ford. In Grand Blanc, again, Lapeer taking on host Grand Blanc. At Gross Point South, it'll be De La Salle taking on Gross Point North. At Rochester Adams, Stony Creek, and Waterford Kettering face off. At Dearborn, it's going to be Westland John Glenn and Detroit Western. At Royal Oak, UAD Jesuit taking on Birmingham Groves. In Brownstown Woodhaven, it's going to be Woodhaven taking on Wyandotte Roosevelt. And at Brother Rice, Lavonia Stevenson will take on Brother Rice. What do
0: you have for Division Two, Rob? Division two. That was a lot of teams. So congratulations to all them in the D1 level. Division two, we got Tecumseh going against New Boston Huron. Uh we've got Livonia Clarenceville uh getting it looks like a buy all the way to the regional final. I'm gonna mark that down for a question I have for you after that. Uh Corona is going against Eaton Rapids. Uh looks like that's in Fowlerville. Uh Trenton versus Dearborn Divine Child. We have uh SES South Lake versus Macomb Lutheran North. We have Bertrand versus Frankenmuth. Warren's Fitzgerald versus Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, uh, Elmont versus Pontiac, Notre Dame Prep, Detroit Rapids South uh, Charter, I think, uh, versus Olivet, Vicksburg versus Marshall, Grand Rapids Christian versus Hamilton, Otsego versus Stevensonville, Lakeshore, Gladwin versus Bay City, John Glenn, Grand Rapids West Catholic versus St. John's, Askanaba, I'm going to say this that, is a versus Petoskey, and then Elma versus Muskegon Oakridge. Coach, what's going on in the D3?
1: In Division three, let's start with the Harbor Springs region, which uh, pits Harbor Springs and Traverse City, perennial favorite Traverse City St. Francis, in Sanford Meridians region. Beaverton takes on Oscoda, and the Houghton region Iron Mountain takes on Gladstone, and Menton. That'll be Benzie Central taking on Everett. And Brown City, Cass City, will take on Reese. In the Mount Morris region, New Lothrop will play Mount Morris. At Lutheran Northwest, it'll be Shrine Catholic in Richmond. At the Saginaw Valley Lutheran region, it'll be Hemlock taking on Langsburg. At Saranac, Pawamo, Westphalia will take on Granville, Calvin Christian. In Centerville, Schoolcraft will take on Bronson. In the North uh, Muskegon region, it'll be North Muskegon versus Ravenna. At the Bridgman region, it'll be Lawton versus Buchanan, and Buchanan has been red hot in Division Three. Mm-hmm. At Clinton, it'll be Manchester taking on Blissfield. At Liggett, it'll be Detroit Christo Ray taking on Gross Point University Liggett. At Homer, Jackson Lumen Christie will take on Dansville. And finally, at the Riverview-Gabriel-Richard uh, region, that'll be Gabriel-Richard taking on Canton Prep. And last but not least, of course, the Division IV fin- uh, regionals, uh, Rob, go ahead with that when you get an opportunity.
0: Yeah, Region Four. We got Decatur going against Three Oaks, River Valley, uh, Concord against Portland, St. Patrick, Byron Center, Zion Charter versus Kalamazoo, Hackett Catholic. Got some long names in uh, Division Four, clearly. Uh, we got Cologne versus Pittsburgh, uh, Muskegon Catholic Central versus Beale City, Harbor Beach versus Marriott, Messick versus Mason County Eastern, Mayo versus Saginaw, Michigan, Lutheran. Uh, Rudyard versus Pelston Ellsworth versus Maple City Glen Lake Ironwood versus Norway Rogers City versus Gaylord St. Mary Ottawa Lake Whiteford versus Plymouth Christian Genesee Christian versus uh, A.H. Oakland Christian I don't know what the A.H. stands for sorry about that uh, oh, no. La- oh there we go there we go uh, Lansing Christian versus Adrian Lenawee Christian uh, AP inner city Baptist versus MC Cardinal Mooney for division four in the Adrian college region. So uh congratulations to all the district winners. Uh June 9th is when you can expect to start to see that action. And uh, the regional final is probably going to be soon after that June 12th in uh, is the regional final in the quarterfinals. Um The semifinal looks like it's going to be June 18th. Uh, and the MHS final looks like it's going to be June 19th. So just be aware of that all that good stuff coming your way, um, shortly, but coach, I did want to come back to something here that I noticed in the division two. Um, you know, Lavonia Clarenceville is going to be in the regional final. Um, they didn't play a district. They don't even have a regional semi. They're already in the regional final, um, I don't know of a last time that's happened like that. I know, you know, some of that's out of their control a little bit, but do you think that because of that though, um, you know, just give me your thoughts on what that means. And is that, you know, is it a hard thing for some teams and stuff to swallow because, you know, nothing against the Clarenceville, I mean, go out and go win a chip if you can, but at the same time, um, you know, you have teams that are, that are pretty good baseball programs out there that don't even have that kind of opportunity just based off of where they were set in the district.
1: So, yeah, let, let's unpack this a little bit yeah. and, and really talk about it in a, in a way that can, you know, not sound like sour grapes from a perspective of a coach who actually lost his district. And that's that's me, you know, yeah. um, but also to our point about growing the game of baseball in the state of Michigan and trying to come up with a better and more equitable system. The first thing is, is that no, I, I don't want to go out of my way to pick on Clarenceville because the system is set up the way the system is set up. Right. And that's my, and that's my point. Yep. The system is broken, period. Yep. System's broken. And I, I really believe that we need to have the opportunity to, to sit down as a coaching body, um, which is the MHSBCA, and sit with the state and, and really talk about all these things. Not, number one, how how are districts broken up? Number two, how can we better plant, you know, literal seeds, seeding Mm -hmm. the districts in an effort to, you know, make this a little bit more equitable and a little bit better so that everybody involved can do a better job of, of taking care of their region. And so instead of complaining about what's been out there, I really think that we need to look to solutions. Okay. Absolutely. So again, from the lack of, of sounding like there's a bitter pill that's been swallowed, I am gonna use our uh, district, the, yep. the district that we had, which was actually, let's see here, District uh, 58, yep. which featured Cranbrook, Lamphere, Country Day, Hazel Park, and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So there's a couple of different dynamics that are going on here, all right? First and foremost, you asked early on the selections, okay? So selections, again, if they're drawn up geographically, well, there have to be questions that need, there has to be questions that need to be answered. And let's just start with, forget about Lanfair. Let's talk about Hazel Park. All right. Hazel Park is located nine mile, which is about as close to the Oakland County border as you can get. And yet they're placed into a district with this powerhouse team, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which is located at the very tip top of Oakland County. So the question becomes, well, if that geographic map is drawn with this circle, then how are we arriving at a district matchup that has a team from, for all intents and purposes, the border of Detroit and Oakland County, playing a team that's way up in Pontiac, and yet you got another one in Pontiac-Notre Dame prep who's playing even further up in the Goodrich district.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: It, it just doesn't, if that's, you know, we're all not privy to be in the room, mm-hmm. but, it, but it just doesn't seem equitable to me to have a team travel that distance in order to play it. And then you take right. into consideration things like plans and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So to get to the root of your question, well, how can, how can Livonia Clarenceville jump all the way to the regional finals? They shouldn't. And nobody should. That, right. If that were Lanford High School, I wouldn't think it would be equitable either. That Lanford ju- jumps all the way to the regional final. Right. So instead of looking at it from a perspective of sour grapes, or well, then what is your solution? Let's let's really look at that. And I, I do want to preface this by saying we've had discussions about this from a coaching standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, the MHSBCA realizes the the coaches association realizes that there are issues like this that are going on and they need to be addressed. So what do we need to do? The question is, what do we need to do? And the answer is this, there's got to be a process where regular season records, strength of schedule and seating all come into play. Absolutely, This can be done. It's yep. being done in other sports. Mm-hmm. Basketball has it. I know for a fact, football uses it. I know for a fact that lacrosse uses it. Mm-hmm. They take, these records and the information that's there and yep. they put it together and they begin to seed the process okay and i believe that the seeding process should be done not only in the uh, once the the lines are drawn up but even we're, we're all smart enough and there's enough algorithms out there to oh, yeah. be able to place more equitable teams together because right. at the end of the day if we're talking about growing the game we want to see matchups that are going to be competitive and yes. you want to put teams into the best positions possible in order to put their players out there. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, again, people, Oh, we'll we quit line and celebrate. <laughs> okay. We drew yeah. Cranbrook. Cranbrook yeah. is no slouch.
0: Yeah, Cranbrook absolutely.
1: I'm sure feels the same way about Lanfair. but we drew them in the playing game on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. So Cranbrook and us in order right. to advance had to pitch a very good pitcher on Tuesday. Right. Then we come back on Saturday. I'm not going with my top guy against Detroit country day country day. is no slouch. No, absolutely not. Nope. Awesome team. Yep. So we put our guy, our best guy out there, our number three guy right up against their number one. Yep. They destroyed us. They beat us, but now they don't have their number one to go into the district final against Orchard Lake St. Mary's who hasn't had to pitch their number one because they're playing against a team that, again, they don't match up with when it comes to seating. It's just drawn blindly out of a hat, and that's the matchup that they got. So, again, I get it. You're uh, you're just complaining because you drew the bet. Yeah, I am, because we worked very hard to put ourselves into a position to get ourselves into a situation where we wanted to feel like we could be competitive. And you know what? you know, I, we, we talked about this off the air, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. Many coaches may not want to discuss this, but for a lot of us, we come from small schools where we get the population we get.
0: Yep. And that's
1: it. And we have to play it out. And sometimes the distraction or the excitement of graduation supersedes a look where they they see these teams that seem insurmountable and it doesn't become the primary motivation. And I, again, I don't want to hear it. You know, you you've, you've been close to the program, you know, what we put into it. We practiced as hard as anybody did leading up into this game. We believed ourselves that we were going to push it until the thing started to unravel And then it starts to unravel and you just feel like there's no hope.
0: I want to jump in here too, coach, because I, I, not in so much in defense of you, but just from a, from a fan perspective uh, Mm -hmm. that I am right. I am not a high school baseball coach. I have no skin in the game, so to speak. So, but here's the thing, the whole reason why we are doing this show and the whole reason why we're, we're on, you know, every single week for you guys is because of the fact that we want to grow the game. Right. And to get the best, Possible product out there, I think, is so important. And so, because of that, uh, and the reason why I wanted to really dive into this, this kind of this process is is twofold. Number one, I think shedding some light on this. Number one is so important, so people understand where how we get matched up into what teams and everything else. But also, the second thing is is that you know it's it's the it's the outside looking in of okay, well. If, if you have a team like Hazel Park or even Country Day and they're going against up a, a, a team that is nationally ranked like Orchard Lake St. Mary, we're using them just because they, they've been on the show. They're friends of the show, um, you know, in this district where, okay, you're not getting the best possible matchups, number one, and that doesn't help the game. And it also doesn't help. It doesn't help anybody, quite frankly. It doesn't help the competitive balance throughout the entire state. It doesn't help the players on either team, whether you're Orchard Lake St. Mary's playing into a down competition doesn't help the teams that have to now play up knowing full well they're going into a game that they probably like if we're being honest and calling spades a spades you're going up against an insurmountable task and so because of that you you get a a worse product on the field Um, you make it more difficult to grow the game. You make it difficult to grow the individual programs throughout the state, you know, whether, you know, and we, we have heard the some, some feedback from teams across the state where only certain teams get the love on on certain stations and and certain teams are only highlighted because of X, Y, and Z reasons. But this is contributing to that problem a little bit, because when you consistently see the new England Patriots in the Super Bowl every year, all you want to do is talk about why they want, you know, why you want them to lose and why I'm tired of seeing, it. It's a similar aspect in this case, because at the end of the day, we all want to see the best matchups and we want to see a competitive balance throughout the state and throughout the division. So in, in all honesty, from a fan perspective, I want to see the best teams going against the best teams. And I want to see that, you know, I want to see that NCAA style, you know, that, that breakout, right. Where you go at it and you, and everybody's got a puncher chance to go at it, you know, day in and day out. But I also understand and I want the I want schools that don't have the ability to to get outside help and to be able and, and you're working from a pool of, of 200 kids that you have to spread across five sports. Um, you know, they should have the same amount of option and they should have the same amount of opportunity that every school has. And and that, I think, is the biggest thing is is, is giving You know, each one of these programs individually the same amount of equity and the same amount of hope that, hey, listen, we can make a run, right? Maybe things got to go your way, but to make it a competitive. Make it as balanced as possible, I think is so important as we grow into it. You mentioned before, there is no way we can't, we don't have algorithms out there to weigh whether you're a division champion, whether you won the division outright, what your regular season record is, where you're playing in a Mac gold, the Mac red, whatever the case may be. We have so many. Um, differentiators out there to really establish a solid bracket throughout that we should never see any team making it to the regional final without playing a game, because it, all it does is breed contempt among the rest of the team. Cause you go, why, why, how does that help me? How does that help anybody? Well, and
1: again, to your point, when you see this, this is on the MHSAA website. Yeah. That's okay? where we're
0: pulling all of our information guys.
1: So let's just take the district above it, for instance, yeah. right? District 53 and Di- District 54. Trenton hosts District 53. In this 53 district, you've got yep. Flat Rock, Gross Hill, Monroe, Jefferson, Riverview, and Trenton. Okay, that's five teams. Yep. In District 54, you have Divine Child, Annapolis, Dearborn Henry Ford Academy, Garden City, and Melvindale. That's 10 teams now. Yep. Okay. Now, District 55, there's a District 55. They do not have a team in there. Right. District 56 has Livonia-Clarenceville in it. So District 57 has four teams. Our District 58 has another five teams. It's not rocket science. Right. Let's make them play a game. Right, something, take, something. Take yeah. one of those teams out of those districts yeah. and put them there. Right. I don't care if it's Lanfear. I don't care if it's Hazel Park. I don't care if it's Gross Hill. I don't care if it's Melvindale. Take one of those teams out of each one of those districts and put them into the Clarenceville district. And that needs to be seen when that happens, because how can you in good conscience allow there to be a play game in any one of these
0: districts, not just mine. right when you don't even have enough to fill that specific bracket to begin with. And now we have a team in the regional final where they may deserve it. I haven't seen Livonia Clarenceville play it. They could be a very good ball club. I, nothing against them, but it's the, the principle of the fact.
1: Yeah, no, this is this yeah. has zero to do with Clarenceville. Yep, I'm not saying Clarenceville should not play, or yeah. that's that's zero to do with Clarenceville. Right. What it, even if you took uh three teams, and yep. gave one of them a bye, and you still had a championship game. They're still yep. having to use a pitcher. They're still having to play a game. Right. And yes, I a am balance. experiencing sour grapes. I am. But I do think that there needs to be equity and fairness. And, and Rob, we haven't even touched on the public versus private. You know, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. when you have dorms and you have abilities to bring in players and things yeah. like that, when you have, I, it's just, it's irritating. Well, notice, too, though, and we didn't to to even have do everybody. that.
0: We didn't even do that. That's the thing that I think needs to be kind of taken into account here, right? Is that we, I think that we both are coming from an understanding. Once again, I have no skin in the game. So this is all about growing the game. And, and you've coached, you've said it several times. Now you're being very open and honest. And I appreciate that um, to say that we're not even, that's a whole nother subsection of things that need to be evaluated, but we're not even looking at it in that fine finite at the moment. we're just looking at it from the perspective of right now, You have teams that are having to play playing games, which means that you're using resources based on the rules of the game that you have to use now to even get into the bracket to have a chance to win districts. Meanwhile, you have a district that does not have a team. And so you have other teams that are getting buys into it. And so now the competitive advantage for any way you want to shape it is now skewed. And yep. so now you are once again, you are hurting teams because because they have enough teams to play in the district. That doesn't make any sense to me from an outsider's perspective. And it doesn't it shouldn't be a good enough answer for the state to be just saying, you know, this is just kind of how it is that, that there, there can't be that. And listen,
1: this runs across districts as well. Because Absolutely. I'll tell you right now in Division three, Division three pitted two of the best teams in the entire state. Against one another automatically, and right. that was Edison Detroit Edison, who is a, a, a fanat, You know, you are like, hey, yeah, they right. had such a great season, blah blah blah. Well, so did Detroit Edison with some incredible yeah. baseball players. Well, right. they just happened to be in the in the University Liggett district, yeah. right? So Liggett played Edison, right? And now they knock off each other, right? And now you don't have that matchup moving forward in the in the region, so right. I'm sorry. I, you know, look, it might raise the fur up a little bit, but at least if we're going to talk about growing the game, then we need to talk about this being better and doing better. Mm-hmm. And the moment that we saw, and again, this is Division Three, right. the moment we saw the fact that in the Detroit Crystal Ray district, District 87, had yep. one team, right. and, and District 88 had two teams. And then you look down in 89 and they had one, two, three, four, six teams. Jeez. Right.
0: What are we doing? Right. Right.
1: What are we doing? Yep. And I'm sorry if that, if that, you know, frustrates somebody who's on the committee, I'll gladly sit on the committee and help come up with better lines. And then also come up with better deadlines. Because if we knew on May 1st, which is still plenty of time to fix all this, mm-hmm. that these teams were not going to be in. And these teams were going to be in, then we needed to reshuffle the deck.
0: Period. Absolutely. No, and once again, though, it's 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 all about in the in the interest of fairness. At the end of the day, that's all we're talking about here, right? It's and and coach, you've just mentioned several districts where you can just go look. Here's here's where we're at, and we don't have. I mean, six teams playing in one district when you've got one in the other? How do you not, they're, they're, that's an obvious red flag at the end of the day. So, it, and that's the part two that we're trying to get across here is that, and and I'm hoping coaches and, and you know, officials, whoever's listening to this, right, are understanding where we're coming from that is at the end of the day, we're just trying to get the best product and that we're trying to get, where it we're we're not cutting time right this is where it matters the most this is what these kids work all year for is to get to the ability to get into the tournament to have a chance right to make that run wherever you're at you want to feel like you have a at least somewhat of a fair opportunity to do to to take that team, whatever team you are, as far as your talent can. And at the end of the day, and, and want to do it in the most fair way possible. And that means for whatever reason, you go against the best team in the state, and you're on your fourth pitcher, well, it just kind of happened to deal that way. But you know, that the team that you're playing had to go through the same trials and tribulations that you had to get to. So, And at that point, you don't you that's you're leaving no stone left unturned at the end of the day. That's what we're looking at and looking to because you've mentioned it other sports do it football does it basketball does it I think Uh, lacrosse you've mentioned does it as well so there's clearly methods. To do this and to do it the right way, right? And here's the thing: you stay well. You, we still may wind up having the same four division state champions. We still may, we we'll, we'll may have, and that's fine. But it's going into each season knowing, as a program, that you have a just as much a chance. As the next school that's the same size or smaller or bigger, because it's been it's been vetted out clearly based on your record going into the district, what you've done, your division titles, when you win it outright, whatever the case may be, all these other variables, you have a chance. At the end of the day, and we can talk about this and we've talked about this on several shows, uh, the mental aspect of the game. Kids know you, you are dealing with high schoolers, especially these seniors. They're 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 almost grown men. And women, if you're talking softball, whatever, yeah. um, they, they know, all right, what the, what the, what the, what the wall is for that team. Usually they know whether or not they're supposed to win the division or they're good enough to win district or the regionals, or if you're, you know, something crazy, you're supposed to win the whole thing. Um, so it's all about perception. So if you're talking about growing the game and trying to get the best possible product out there week in and week out, especially now when all eyes are on this right now, it's on the tournament. It is right here. This is what we've been waiting for all season to not have the best teams playing the best teams when it matters the most. And 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 sorting that out, I think is a disservice, not only to the, not only to the state itself into the game, but also to each one of these players, because the players,
1: that's it what, are, that's what it matters. Right. That's, that's where it matters.
0: Yeah. And and, and so when we have the, these situations, it is, it's just a, it's a, it's a failure on, 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 a lot of fronts. And it's something that can be easily corrected. And I think I'm hoping that it does, because I don't know, coach, you maybe have known, has there ever been a time like this where we've seen where we've had so small region or districts in certain areas where there's a one team and or a team like Livonia where they're just making it all the way to the regional final. I haven't remembered this since I've been connected with you. And I mean, over that's been what, like almost 15 years now. Um, I don't remember this ever happening like that. So clearly there's some there's some problems in this process that need to be vetted out. And I think it's on the MHBCA to, to reach out, right? And to work in lockstep with the MHSAA to, to figure out a good process, which requires coaches involvement, which I'm going to put out there because I do think it's important. And I think it's, and I think the school's, that are coming out and saying, Well, they don't get the coverage, or they're not for whatever reason. As some of these other schools, that this is the time to speak up. And if you want to have you want to grow your programs and you want to do things and you want to feel like you're setting up your kids for the best position to succeed, this is how it starts. And this is the part of that process and how we need to get to it.
1: Uh, to, to answer your question, I don't recall a time where it's been this many districts with this many teams not showing up. It's just up. so
0: lopsided right now. I've never seen it like this. I, I've
1: seen it in division three where teams just haven't shown up, but they've always right. gone to like the uh, district draw and things like right. that. Right. But in division two, no, I don't recall a time that this mm-hmm. has ever happened. Mm-hmm. My to And again, I really feel like to, to your point, it is the players who, who end up ultimately getting hurt out of this. Yep. And, and we are trying to make it about solutions and all, all that I'm suggesting is the, the preliminary from the, from the time that we, draw the district lines, to set up the host sites, mm-hmm. to finding out, mm-hmm. oh, let, let, let's just say it was, let's let's use the easy excuse that it was COVID related. Yep. And, and you guys can't see, yep. but I'm
0: yep. doing okay. air codes, right?
1: <laughs> but it's COVID related, so we're not going to show up to this thing. Right. Um. Then the moment we find <laughs> that out, the moment that that happens, that's the moment that we have to say, well, now we need to adjust. And yep. we don't need to look any further than the brackets to allow us to have that kind of flexibility right. and, to, and to give a, and we have, we have email, we have social media, we have cell phones, right. Blurring, Hazel Park, change of plans. You are now yep. in the district 59 bracket in order to bring some equity, or right. we're going to take 59 and we're going to move it all over to here. Right, it, it, It's not that hard. Right. It's not that difficult. And you know the 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 landscape is littered with teams that have five and six di- teams within their district that easily could be pulled. And I get it. We're we're and we're talking about the Lower Peninsula. You know, maybe an hour and a half, two hour bus ride on a day, but at least yep. it's on Saturday now right. because you're not having to play that playing game. Yep. And and you yes, you're going to travel a little bit. But you can make arrangements for it, And
0: that. Oh, and also too, you're giving the oppor- you're giving them an opportunity, right? If if they don't want to take it, that's one thing. But at least you have a contingency plan to 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 set this up, right? Where we have fail-safes put into place, right? If you liken it to the NCAA bracket, right, you've got the first four play-in games, right? Where you have some contingency on, all right, listen, they're all kind of too close, we're gonna figure it out, right? Similar to that, you know, you have some flexibility and as we're seeing, right, there's a timeline that this all gets put together. So you have to be able to have backup plans and contingencies and things put together. Once again, this is all about the players at the end of the day, as, as a coach myself on the lower levels, I know how important all of optics are, and you know, how important word of mouth is. And it, and I think it even spreads to the high school game. If you go into a game Already thinking you have no chance. There is a zero percent chance you are winning that that game in any in any sport. It's just it's just the reality of the situation. So so for these kids, and we see a and you mentioned it a couple. You mentioned a couple teams already. We, there is a lot of good baseball teams throughout this state. A lot of really solid above average baseball teams out there that are no longer playing because of the way this district ran. Now is that going to be? Is it a foolproof system? No. But the point is is that when we have these games where we have teams that are clearly, you know, that could could definitely make a run, but they're beating each other up before we even get to the big bracket, That that's that's not good because at the end of the day, we're not seeing the best teams make it. We're not seeing these magical runs by teams that could potentially just be on a hot streak that we've never seen. We're not seeing any of that. So all the buzz about the state tournament isn't there the way it should be because we're not getting – because the teams aren't vetted out the right way at the end of the day. And, and that's the reality of it.
1: In a couple of things occurred yeah. to me as you were speaking about that, they, you know, and, and again, I, here's the deal. Our, our body of the MHS BCA is run by an incredibly fair man. His name is Todd Zalka. He is the president right now. He's, mm-hmm. he's Trenton's coach and congratulations to Trenton. They ended yep. up winning their district and, yep. you know, uh, but in, to credit Todd, he hears, the complaints of yeah. all of the coaches he does right and he and he really truly does listen to them mm-hmm. so that's the that's what i want if we're going to pull anything out of this it's the fact that we do want let, and, and let's make this positive yeah. we want our coaches the mhs bca coaches the high school coaches to understand that there's a place that there's a voice and that they can be heard because this is not a landfare problem no. If I, I guarantee you that if I were to get Andy Fairman on the phone from Cranbrook, he would have very much the same complaint and and talk openly about it. It's just that sometimes I think a lot of the coaches feel like, well, I don't really have a say. But right. you do. But right. you do. Because right. even though it may seem like those perennial powerhouses are the only ones who are getting any love, it's because of who they are. And right. and credit them for doing that. Don't look down upon it. But right. know right. also that you do have people on this board that are not only sympathetic, but they're empathetic to the complaints and the gripes. And we wanna know about that. Mm-hmm. So when we get together at the clinic in January, or even before that, mm-hmm. send send an email that has complaints, but also openly talks about solutions as well. Right. And maybe we can come get every voice on there, Division One through Four, and, talk, and, maybe, and maybe another answer is looking at splitting up the divisions. Like, because you know yeah. as well as I do, yeah, you have high division ones, yeah. low division ones. Yep. High division twos, low division twos. Right. Maybe we go to eight, you know, like yeah. the football playoffs. Right. And, and those are just things that we need to consider yep. as a body, as a group, in order to make this thing a little bit more equitable.
0: Yep. I'm just going to keep going back to it. It's all about the players. It's all about growing the game. And that's the whole point of this show. It's the whole point of this specific episode. Once again, it, it, you know it's all about that. Everybody wants to feel, or at least have the illusion of they got a fair shake, right? We got the fair fair enough draw. Where listen, we can con- somewhat control our own destiny, right? Everybody wants to feel like I'm going against a team that we're evenly matched up against. It. Listen, we have to play well, but we have a chance. And that's all everybody, that's all anybody wants. Now, is it going to be hundred percent correct all the time? No, it's not possible, but to put ourselves in the best position to do that for every single team, whether you're Alpina or Oscoda or Alcona, or you're all the way down here to Orchard Lake, St. Mary's and everywhere in between it, it, at the end of the day, we just want something that is equitable for as many teams as possible to where everybody feels like once again, we have a chance. Let's do something and let's make it special and let's go on these runs. Right. Because at the end of the day, belief is all we got. So if, if, if kids believe magic happens at times, we've seen it before and we'll see it over and over and over. I'm sure we'll see it in this playoff run right here. I'm guessing we'll see a team or two that we have no idea was going to come out of the woodwork and we could be talking about them, you know, in the state semis. So. At the end of the day, it's all about the kids. It's all about the grow, growing of the game, and to do that, we need to make sure that we're not compliant and complacent with how we do this. It's the most important part of the year, so let's make it the most important. Let's put as much emphasis as we can on it.
1: And that's a good way to to like really put a stopper on it. Is yeah. that let, let's just look, let's look towards solutions next season. Absolutely, uh, and, absolutely. And, and because because here's the deal: we want to wish everybody first of all congratulations. That's going to be absolutely. And then also, you know, um, make sure that they are celebrated for what they have done and what they've accomplished. So all the things that we read off at the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, they tip of the hat to them and best of luck to them and you know i don't believe in luck i believe in playing well and uh and, and and that will sort itself out and we will see the cream rise to the top as they say yep but um with all that being said I, I i do i hope that this is looked at as a way for us to move forward with solutions and then like we said we'll come on next week and we'll talk about the uh the matchups because regionals will be uh decided next week and yep. we'll know who's moving on to the state semis and the state championship and take a look at that and that'll be an exciting time uh for the for the entire uh baseball community.
0: Absolutely. No, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely, coach. You could not be more correct. We hope that this 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 show in particular opens up the dialogue uh, and leading to solutions for everybody to to achieve something that's best overall uh, for the student athletes of the games because that's what we're all here for. So that's going to be it for this week's show though, guys. Uh, once again, congratulations to all the district winners. Good luck in regionals. So excited to talk about uh, the winners of that stuff and how, you know, maybe the mental side of preparing for a state semi and state finals. I've never been there. So I'm interested to hear coaches take on that for sure. So that'll be next week um, before we go into off season planning and all that good stuff. But once again, congratulations. But that's going to be it for this week's episode. The X-Trainings Podcast. Uh, once again, thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, but for Adam Woolley, I'm Robin Dica saying thanks for tuning in and join us next week for another episode of the State Champs X-Training Podcast.